Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In the town of Martin, Tennessee, Chip Haynes, a precocious six-year-old, has only known life with his two dads, Cody and Joey. And it's a good life. When, jo- when Cody dies in a car ac- suddenly in a car accident, uh, Joey and Chip struggle to find their footing again. Just as they begin to, Cody's uh, re- will is revealed that he named his sister as Chip's guardian. The years of Joey's acceptance into the family unravels as Chip is taken away from him. And now in his solitary home life, Joey searches for a solution. We're joined today by the director, writer, and star of the uh, film In the Family, Patrick Wang. Patrick, welcome to Film School. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for being here. Um, just a, a remarkable achievement for, on a lot of levels here for this for the film and you as a filmmaker. Um, a very quiet drama in some ways, um, just uh, very well acted and very well written. So as the writer of this film, I want to ask you basically the genesis of the story and your journey from there into becoming the director and filmmaker and bottle washer and everything else that's involved. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about that journey. Sure. Um, as far as the writing goes, uh, started with this, I have no idea where it came from, but this, this mental image of these two dads playing soccer with their kid. and uh, It's a scene you see in the movie. Mm-hmm. And at that point in my life, you know, I, I didn't know anyone in this kind of life. Uh, you know, two dads raising a kid. Uh, I saw that it was in the South. Definitely hadn't seen that uh, personally before. And so I, I found myself really wondering about these people and fascinated by them, you know, thinking about what their lives must look like, you know, mm-hmm. how they got there, where they were going. And, uh, and, yeah, that's how things started, and mm-hmm. a series of, you know, oh, I wonder if this is what happened. And sometimes it was, uh, you know, if I liked the detail, if I liked the story, I'd go with it. And uh, bit by bit, it came together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really love where, where the, you know, the script ended up. And, uh, and when, I, when I finished that, I thought it was going to be, you know, I would, I would sell it to a producer, and uh, I would watch as someone else made the film. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think something happened that, that I'm sure is the fate of many people who end up uh, directing their writing, which is uh, you. Uh, it's heartbreaking to hear people talk about your film, <laughs> your script, and you know you hear all those all those very delicate things that you love. Um, you know they're on the chopping block and and they're disposable, and uh, and the cliches you tried to avoid. You know they make their way into the conversation, and so I, I sort of took on more and more roles just to just to really protect the project. Now, now, so so you actually had it in the hands of a producer, or was it a? Where where was it when you snatched it back? In terms of in terms of its development, was it was it with a producer at that? Was that when you were kind of hearing or beginning to sense that this thing might slip away from you in terms of what you saw? Well, it was it was in the hands of um, you know producers who were considering it, yeah. who were interested in the project, and yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's um, I realized that I 
rather have it um, not get made than uh, than get made uh, badly. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, and so it sat around for a while, and then there was a, you know, my uh, it, it's about fathers, and uh, my father had gotten very ill all of a sudden, and he was given a, a diagnosis of a few months to live. Oh, sorry. And it was, um, you know, it was something that made me and a lot of people around him, you know, he was pretty young mm-hmm. at the time, uh, consider kind of our lives, <laughs> yeah. what we were doing, what we were waiting around for, and I realized I had this script, and, uh, and that I, it was something meaningful, mm-hmm. and it was something I could do for me and for my father, mm-hmm. and, uh, and at the time, I, um, I, I had uh, my, what I thought were retirement savings, I'd always been a good saver for about 20 years, and I decided, you know, I have the means here to make this film, Mm -hmm. uh, to make it uh, on my own terms, you know, with me as the only investor, and uh, I decided to take that opportunity. Uh, Okay, I was, that you sort of uh, precluded the question, I was wondering, financing, because uh, this couldn't be, the pitch to you know, <laughs> had to would be very difficult to sell. I, I often ask the the, the directors who, who come in here. You know, I'd love to have sat in on your pitch meeting because, frankly, the, the fact that it gets that got made is uh, not because of the quality, but just because of the subject matter it got made is 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 remarkable. Um, uh, where uh, so when you're so you decided to take control of it decided to direct it. You have a background, as I, as I was reading, a theater uh, director background. That's right. What, was that prep? You know, because this, and I, I was, one of the other things about the film, um, it's longer than than you generally see in films today, usually 100 to 120 minutes. It's a bit longer than that. Uh, was that one of the things that you were concerned about, is allowing the story to unfold in the way that you really wanted to see it unfold? It, it's You're really on a journey with uh, with Joey um, on yeah. this, and, and that, I'm certain that would have been part of the discussion, was trimming it here and there. So, yeah, well, you, you know, on paper, it's, it's not that long. It, it looks like a two-hour script on paper, and mm-hmm. I thought I was making a, a two-hour film. Mm-hmm. And among the many surprises as you actually get to making something um, was the running time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I struggled with it. Um, I, I struggled with it on set. I'm like, what is ha- what's happening here? You know, when the script supervisor read me back the, the, the times of the takes, they, they surprised me. Mm-hmm. And so I, I sat with it for a while, and I watched, and I, and I looked for the things that were taking longer. You know, what's adding to what I was expecting in this scene? And everything I saw, I liked. Mm-hmm. And everything I saw was very rare, I thought, in films. And I think the way I ended up making a lot of my decisions is I would rather have something I think I haven't seen on film before yeah. or something that's, you know, that, that's just new and, and exciting and, and risky than um, something that's, um, that's, uh, that's shorter but um, less interesting. Yeah. And in the end, I think that that time ends up being the, the, the secret ingredient for this movie, in that it gives people the space to think about their own lives, you know, next to these people. And I think that's why the story becomes very personal for people. They have that time. And the way I've started thinking about it and, and describing it to people is, you know, it's a very emotional film. And I can, in 
standard film language, I can take two seconds to describe or indicate an emotion to you. Or I can take four seconds, and we can actually experience that together. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was much more powerful to go through the experience, and it's something I, I feel um, is, is kind of rare in film. Yeah, and uh, by the way, we're speaking with uh, Patrick Wang. Wang, the film is in the family. Um, for those who live in the area of where I'm speaking uh, in Irvine, it's it's uh, been held over at the West Park Gate, uh, and you can check it out uh, there. The and I agree with you. Uh, I'm I, I, watching the film, um, and there's scenes that there's silence, and and there's extended periods of the dialogue between two people it draws you in it it really really truly it has the effect of uh oftentimes and i think you're right describing the way you did you can watch a film feel that you've experienced the film and that's not to denigrate great films have been made that are you know where the the, the scenes are cut more closely than this one is but this one there's a lot of anxiety in this film a lot of anxious moments, a lot of things going on that are, as you described, emotional. And one of the things that is very valuable to this film is being to understanding the characters. Uh, yeah. Joey and Cody and and Chip and all of them, in, in order to really feel this connection on the on a greater level um and uh and it does and i mean i think of i can think of many scenes in this uh, but certainly the testimony then the deposition uh in which your character takes a while to kind of formulate the answers and to explain the situation that's such an important part of the story and it's such an important part of understanding all of the dynamics involved here and uh it it's just uh, my hat's off to you what did you how much acting background did you have going into this? You know, I had, uh, you know, in, in college I did a little acting afterwards. Uh, the, I went to school at MIT in yeah. the Boston area. Yeah. And I, um, you know, I spent some time in the, MIT, in the Boston theater scene acting, in, uh, mostly stage, a little film. But I had actually taken a break from acting for a while. Mm -hmm. so acting was the last job I took on. The one I, I had the most pause about, mm -hmm. but in the end, I, I'm very glad I did. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I I, 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 I think you made the right choice. Uh, was it difficult for you to uh, being your first feature to be in front of the camera, behind uh, the camera? What, how did that work? Did was there a a, a way of working that uh, seemed to work you know, best? The, for you? I think the only way it worked is that we had a very short shoot, so we only shot three weeks. Okay. But we had nine months of pre-production. Okay. And I needed that. And I think that that way I could put on the different hats and give them their due. Because, you know, you, you, you see the film differently. Remember, after the first time I was thinking like a director, the mm. film looked completely different mm. uh, than I had known it. And the same thing is when I started acting. And for the acting, I spent about five months just with myself. Mm -hmm. uh, rehearsing. I'd rehearse, you know, five, six days a week, a couple hours every day. Mm. Or brought anyone in, and so it was a lot, a lot of preparation, um, a lot of looking for clues of feedback. You know, so in the, in the acting, I would often do an audio recording. I started video, but then I decided audio. You can kind of hear a false performance. Mm. I got used to listening to scenes, um, and I did a little of that in you know, the playback. I wouldn't always 
watch the scene. I would listen to the audio sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then you look for clues around your crew. You know, your crew is your audience sometimes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I could just look in their faces and you kind of know what happened in the performance. Uh, I had a very close relationship with my DP, Mm -hmm. and he would give me very good technical feedback. This is uh, Frank uh, Barrera? Frank Barrera, yeah. Yeah. So 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 was that and um, so you so the preparation you're saying that that's obviously was a, a huge part of this. When did you when did you start to pull together a cast? And by the way, um, you know, just just uh, Trevor St. John who plays the part of uh, Cody Hines, yeah, um, was it was such a an, he's really terrific in this. Um, I'm so glad you say that. He really he's, he's was. One of those, he's one of those actors. That, a lot of actors, when they do their job and they're very good, it's not it's not terribly showy. And no. you can kind of forget the work um, if they do their job correctly. And so he hasn't, I don't think that's gotten this credit for, for the really complex and compelling uh, performance he gives. Yeah, as, as part of the storyline, um, Cody uh, is married... And his wife dies in childbirth um, and in delivering Chip. And over time, this relationship between Joey and Cody develops. Um, very organic feel to the way that they sort of come to know each other and uh, and, and spend time together. And then, the, then it obviously um, moves into another relation, another phase of their relationship, which they, in which they become lovers and... Um, and then raise Chip, and and the, the, there's some important opening scenes in sort of the the kitchen scene, getting ready for school, m- making breakfast. Uh, those kind of scenes, completely, it just felt very natural uh, to to it. Uh, uh, by the way, um, Chip is, um, and I just lost his name. I'm sorry. Um, Sebastian, Sebastian uh, Brodziak. Yeah, Brodziak. W- w- wow. Where did, where did you find him? I, I mean, he, you know, so often these, you know, this is a, a common complaint, child actors mugging or, you know, overplaying or, um, I always, yeah. wa- and one of the things I watch is sort of a quirk with me. I watch for a child actor, obviously very young. I don't know how old was when you were making the film, but. He was six. He was six when we shot. It's so hard. It must be so hard to, for a kid of that, of that age to not look at the camera. I mean, just. <laughs> I just would. I don't know how you were able to do it, but again, this is a little off track here. But he doesn't. Yeah. He's so he's so involved in in the scenes with, with you and and uh, uh, Trevor uh, that it's hard. I mean, well, anyway. Yeah, he he is tremendous. I mean, as as an actor, in terms of the tools he has, mm-hmm. he has this mind like a computer, and he can remember all his lines and all these very long takes. And he can remember, you know, you can give him 20 directions, give him shades of direction, which is very tricky at that age. Yeah. To say, you know, a little less of that. You know, usually it's more, they're thought of as a more, much more black and white conversation yeah. with kids around five or six. But he was able to do it, and, and, I, and he was able to stay a kid throughout yeah. it and have this big, I think the thing that really makes it special, though, is he has a big heart. He has a little of this tough guy exterior, but he has a big heart that he can't hide. And uh, I think that's what makes the scenes, the relationship, and his performance so so compelling. But, you know, he came in with a little bit of that, you know, performative uh, kid register. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of cute commercial kid. 
But, you know, it's hard. It, I'd like to think that at six we're not married to, yeah. <laughs> to a certain artistic path that we can actually <laughs> change. <laughs> Well, was this was this something in pre-production? Did you rehearse with him? Did he feel he obviously felt very comfortable with you and Trevor? There was there's yeah. it, there's very it's it's almost it's very it just seemed very natural. I I didn't detect any. I didn't feel like he was acting at all. That you, you were, were these were did you tell him the cameras were off when you were kind of joking around or I mean he how well, how, we, how did you go ahead. Yeah, well, you're right. We, we we spent a lot of time together, and I probably rehearsed with Sebastian the most. And we, you know, very first time, I was just hanging out. Um, Trevor and I took him to the aquarium. I spent a day out on Coney Island. And uh, and then we just started rehearsing the scenes. And I would help him with, you know, we played some games to, to help him with the accent and with some other things. Okay. And then uh, it was just a matter of, you know, once he got used to it and once I could see that he could do scenes over and over, and I knew we both knew how to keep it fun. Um, and it was just a matter of, you know, sets can be hostile, not just to kid actors, but to actors. Yeah. And so it was just a matter of protecting him and making sure he felt uh, comfortable, was able to do his work, and that they felt loved. Um, and uh, then he, he did something extraordinary. He did. And, and again, I dwell on on. on on him, but the, but it was just it's it's wonderful to see this whole film again. I mean, we could go on about um, you know Park overall and Brian Murray, and it's a really good cast of people that I have not seen before. Uh, it's and an embarrassment of riches. It really was. It really is. These all these people are pitch perfect uh, on just on striking the right. No one's a villain. No, I mean, there's no. It's not. It's there's no easy character or easy there's no easy out in this film uh, in terms of the acting it's all very solid and everyone feels very much a part of a mo- of of an ensemble i hate to use these kind of, i sound like a critic when i talk this way but <laughs> but it just really does it has that uh, that feel to it and i again i am i'm embarrassed to say that i I just did not know these people, and uh, which really enhances the storyline as well because of the feel of the film. It does feel like I mean, it's it all, it helps to not be that familiar with these film, with yeah. these people. I think, and, yeah, and that, that was a very conscious thing. Um, you know, I, I think there are wonderful actors in the world that that need their turn. You know, yeah, and uh, and there were so many. We we had open you know auditions in New York, and there were so many wonderful actors that came in that. Fortunately, there wasn't you know room to cast them, but yeah. it, it inspired me to keep writing, you know, yeah. just to have work for these people. Um, they work hard and they're they're capable of these tremendous things, and I and I like that you say basically they feel like they're in the same film, you know, as different as the backgrounds of all these people are. I love that they feel like they're in the same movie. Yeah, yeah. the The film is in the family, um, and we're speaking with Patrick Wang, the director, writer, uh, lead actor in the film. Um, did you? Editing. What was you? You, you spoke about this, the script supervisor telling you how long these these uh, the takes were for the yeah. for the certain scenes. When you when when you were being you know when you were hearing this, were you thinking? I mean, when did you when did you realize <laughs> it in terms of were you working with the editing uh, on it or or how how was the transition from that to editing this film for you in terms of. Editing, I mean, editing was like making it in that there were some wonderful surprises. Okay. But, you know, when, when I had the assembly together and when 
and I was pretty sure it was the um, you were re- we were ready to lock picture that this was the movie. It was hard because you know that it's going to have a hard time, and you know it's going to have a particularly hard time because it's your first film. Yeah, a lot of people will look at it as excessive or as a series of errors from a first time director, and um, and it's just going to be hard. You know, even if it weren't for a first time director, and yeah. so I I was looking for another solution. You know, there's got to be something I haven't heard of thought about, and I turned it over and over and over, um, but uh, this was it. This was the <laughs> film, and, <laughs> and anything, you know, you cut it down, and it it really changes the nature of the piece. I mean, the structure is complex yeah. that, you know, your, your experience of the scenes you love changes if you take out that interstitial stuff that um, bridges the really big moment. Yeah. And, uh, and and uh, there's something that becomes much more convenient, you know, and it becomes much more predictable. And so it may get shorter on the timeline, but it starts to feel longer because it's more predictable. Mm. Wait, say that, run that by me again. You're saying it becomes more predictable in terms of... If you cut out, you know, there's some wrong turns. Oh, okay, some, I see. Some unexpected things, and sometimes things go a little longer, a little shorter than you expect. And gotcha. I think that unpredictability, yeah, it's... It's what keeps you engaged and what makes it feel so much shorter than it is. Um, and uh, yeah, I think if it were, I think if it were shorter, it, it, it definitely. I'm, I'm convinced it would feel longer. Yeah. Well, in in my viewing of the film in the family, um, there's there's sort of three acts, three movements acts to this film. Your relationship with Cody, the as as a couple relationship with Cody, the interaction there, moving past that into the transition to a, a new life, making a new life for yourself, uh, gathering of the people around you, the people that step up and are part of uh, your extended family. And then the third act to me is this, the, you know, struggling to regain your footing and bring shit back into your life. And um, it, it, they feel it feels. I mean, there's, there's the transition between all of those different parts of the film work very well. But to me, there's there's sort of those three distinct uh, entities within the film, and and they all work very well together. I just I I, I can't really. I, I see a lot of films <laughs> in this in this doing this, and um, I was so surprised at how accomplished th- this uh, this film is as a whole, uh, how well it works together. And um, I, I just, uh, um, you know, had you taken this, uh, now you took this film on the film uh, festival circuit. Was it a... We diff- tried. <laughs> I, mean, I was going to say, was it a difficult sell? I mean, uh, um, how was yeah, that How was, was that experience for you? Well, the um, it was a lot of rejections before we got our first one. Mm-hmm. I think that, the, you know, in our review in the t- New York Times, they, they made a note of that, that it faced 30 rejections mm-hmm. until it found a home. And there were rejections from festivals big and small and, and all types. Was there uh, any that, reason, or is this one of those form letters? You know, I, yeah, it's, it's basically I was in the same boat as a lot of other filmmakers where you either get a form rejection or you get nothing. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, was enough, it was enough of a pattern that I'm like, okay, I, I see where this is going, and I looked for a different place to put my energy and it was the same thing with distributors. Um, we couldn't get a distributor, and I just I wanted to be seen, and so now I'm distributing it myself. Yeah, 
tell us a little bit about your self-distributing. And you can go to your website, which I'm yeah, in the family of the movie dot com. And we also have a Facebook page, and those have ended up being very important because um, you know we don't we don't take out full page ads when we come into a town, and so people kind of have to watch for us, and we come and go very fast. Mm-hmm. And so we've relied on people watching us, people tell, alerting their friends when we're in their town. And it's become very personal, you know. And as, as many things as have been unpredictable about this film, the thing that is not unpredictable is the reaction of the audience. Yeah. And it's been that way, and, you know, I've been in very parts of the country you might consider, you know, very conservative and religious, and mm-hmm. they love the film. I like that, me going around with the film, I try to go to as many um, screenings in the cities as I can, mostly to see the cities, <laughs> okay. to see the theaters and yeah. experience them in different theaters and to talk with people. Um, but yeah, you just, people are tremendous, and, and they are tremendously open to a film like this. If they hear about it and they go in and they give it a try, um, I, I love how they come out. Yeah. I love how they come out of this movie. You come out talking about real things. Right. You talk about your life and your loss, family. Yeah. Yeah. I- anyone who's experienced the loss of a loved one, anyone who's experienced the internal dynamics of any rela- any family that I know of, <laughs> anyone who has any of these issues that surround uh, emotional, emotionally charged situations in your life and struggling to get past it. Finding people who can be, you can be around, who want to be with you to help you with that, and then, and then, hopefully, the best of all outcomes is getting through it on coming out on the other side, in yeah. a little bit better shape than you were um, going in, can relate to this film. I don't know that there's, I don't know that there's anyone that I know that uh, that that doesn't doesn't couldn't understand that. And that's a great way to strike. And I, I remember Mr. Rogers, when he was talking about his show and why he did it, he's like, there's a lot of drama in our lives that doesn't get addressed. Yeah. And I think that's, that may be true of a lot of film, too. You know, the, there's, a, there's a lot of this drama of families and of distance between us, of escalation. Right. Tensions between people. And we're looking for ways past that and ways to deal with that. And I think this gives us the space and maybe some hope for those kinds of and and I'll and I'll just say on, on that note, and again, you know, there's a point in the film in which uh, Joey has an opportunity to talk to uh, to Cody's sister, and says the things that if we all took an attitude or if we took this kind of approach that that Joey does, would go an awfully long ways towards reconciling, at least getting to some accommodation. Uh, I thought. The way that uh, Joey handles um, his, you know, self-reflection on his, on the in the actions that he took in in yeah. in uh, is was was exactly what people want to hear. They just people more or less, and this film is an example of that. More or less want to know that they're being heard, and that they're yeah. and that they're respected. If you if you throw those two elements together in any um, in most situations. Show respect for the person you're talking to, and under and be self-reflective enough to understand how your actions could be coming across to someone else. I think we'd we'd be a lot better off. 
miss people. Perfect way to put it. Yeah. Well, I I, I just can't. Uh, I hope people will take heed and and see the film again. It's uh, it's going to be at the uh, West Park Gate here, right right down the street from where I'm sitting, uh, for another week at least. Um, they can also go to your website, uh, which you said, again, is inthefamilythemovie.com. That's right. Uh, and you can find out about screenings. I know it's it's rolling around the country. Um, and yeah, we have, we have 20 to 30 cities lined up now, and we're adding them every week. So it'll, it'll come around. It will come around. And I just also, real quickly, because one of the things that... Um, uh, the reviews. By the way, just you know, we we spoke a little bit about the uh, about the film festival. It, it's done well when it's gotten the opportunity. Winner of audience awards at uh, San Diego and San Francisco. Winner of best first, uh, best most promising filmmaker at Seattle. Spirit Award nominee, um, as well as the New York Times uh, uh, pick, critics pick. Uh, uh, and obviously, I I was before we came on the air. I was reading uh, some of the, the reviews just because I want people to understand the L.A. Times glowing review. Roger Ebert, that had to feel pretty darn good. That did feel very, very good. I mean, what he called it a, a, an indie masterpiece. He, he said, uh, um, deeply humanist story, doing the right thing, a film avoids. I just the amazing review. Uh, and Variety, New York Times, uh, it just so... Uh, people, people have been tremendous you know we haven't had a whole lot of institutional support but these people you know these champions and the critics and also in audiences some audiences have gone out of their way to continue to help the movie stick with the movie i mean we're we're here for a long time it's a long haul yeah and i've been impressed with people who stick with it yeah it's not just something they do for today but they stick with us well i understand it is it's an emotional film and it strikes a chord and it's it done with absolutely no veneer to it there's no there i don't i didn't there's nothing except what you see on the screen in terms of the the story and the interaction between these people and um that has to help a lot i think people know when they're being manipulated or feel that and uh, this this is not a whiff of kind of uh anything but what's on the on the screen and um well I, I, it's been a pleasure. What do you are you besides uh, the uh, promoting the film, going out when you can to be be there at the screenings? Uh, are you writing? Are you look working on something? I, I am. I, I've finished a couple of scripts in this past year, and then right, right now I'm working on a um, first adaptation of a novel called "The Grief of Others." Okay, a friend of mine, and, it's, and I'm really having fun, kind of thinking. You know, working with someone else's material, yeah, and also kind of thinking of how film can, can keep up with the the density and the dexterity of a, of a novel. Mm-hmm. It's a challenge. <laughs> oh, I bet. I, I can only imagine. Well, it has been a pleasure, and I certainly hope uh, that whether it's a novel or or hopefully another film from you, Patrick, that uh, you'll come back and talk to us about it uh, the next time as well. So uh, I would be happy. To uh, the the film is is in the family. Uh, see it. You know, um, and uh, one day, uh, if you can't see it in the theaters, um, we'll be seeing it on video on demand or some other platform. So, so do that as well. See it, uh, see it early, see it often, as the politicians like to say. And uh, uh, um, the film is in the family. The 
director is Patrick Wang, and it's been a real pleasure and honor to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you so much. been listening to film school radio the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films you can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com i'm your host mike caspar thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week with another edition of film school radio